the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day, and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead, and I'm a California Bar-Admitted Attorney and also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. In addition to my JD, I hold a couple of master's degrees in law. Uh, That is to say, I'm a master of the law of taxation laws, and I'm also a master of the laws of intellectual property laws. And both of these master's degrees were obtained from my favorite alma mater, Golden Gate University School of Law, which is located in beautiful downtown San Francisco. And because of my training, my experience, and my interests, I primarily practice bankruptcy, debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and of course, taxation law. And I'm proud to say that on occasion, as part of my practice, I'm sometimes able to seek out and attempt to vindicate the rights of seniors who find themselves the victims of the various forms of financial elder abuse that's running rampant in our country today. I am, as always, so pleased to be able to come to you again today from the beautiful KFAX studios in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area to discuss some of the financial and legal issues confronting individuals, families, and especially small business owners. However, I must once again caution you that this show does not provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information from me to you that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that is tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provide you with with at least an outline of some of the key issues that may help you seek out and find qualified professional help. And I do this because, as I'm known for saying, representing yourself in a legal matter is just like taking a butter knife to a gunfight. And if you're lucky and you get real close to your adversary, you might be able to scratch her on the arm or even poke her in the eye. But more than likely, you're going to find yourself dead on arrival. That is to say, not you personally, but your valid claims and righteous defenses will likely see the promised land long before you do. So once again, I must share with you the purpose of Selman's Law here on KFAX, in case you haven't guessed it, is to discuss the law related to your money and unfortunately, more than often the lack thereof in your finances and what you may need to consider to protect your families or your small businesses, financial health, wealth and money related uh, well-being, as I understand these concepts in this non-threatening form. 
So after our short break last week to discuss the foreseeable impact of the coronavirus that I believe we all should note will have on our small business communities, a subject that I'll get back to in future shows. Today, we'll continue our discussion of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, including the how and why it was created, its current status, and why we all should care about its future, if any, This is especially the case in light of the oral arguments before the Supreme Court about the constitutionality of its founding and its management structure that were heard this past Tuesday, March 3rd, 2020, in the case of SELA Law LLC versus the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which was SCOTUS, that is to say Supreme Court of the United States, case number 19-7. Now, This is a matter of great moment because unless you are a child whose parents or grandparents haven't opened up a savings account for you or unless you're destitute and not receiving some form of government financial support that does not have to go through a bank, I must say that each and every person within the sound of my voice and beyond, and that includes each and every American no matter where located, is right now and must for the foreseeable future be a financial services industry consumer who needs our government to put in place safeguards to make sure we're not taken advantage of by the powerful, by necessity, uh, financial services industry that we all need to access in order to gain the credit and capital to fund our households and small businesses. For you see, at bottom, making sure we are treated fairly by our lenders and other financial service intermediaries, which was and remains the sole function of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. That's why it's important to all of us. However, and notwithstanding the fact that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has done so much good for the financial services consumers like you and me uh, in its short lifespan, it is unfortunately facing an existential threat that is coming into stark relief based on some of the issues raised by some of the justices on the Supreme Court at the hearing earlier this week. Now, my source material for today's topic are are manifold, but including the transcript of the oral arguments that were heard at the hearing. Uh, Also, um, an op-ed that was written by Senator and now former 2020 presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren entitled, Pro-Business Supreme Court Shouldn't Defang the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which was published in USA Today on March 3rd, 2020, an article written uh, for Quartz by its lead uh, uh, financial services industry writer, uh, a gentleman by the name of Ephraim Leveni, entitled, Been There, Done That, Brett Kavanaugh Does Not Approve of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and several other articles, uh, that, including, and most importantly, my own experience as a financial service industry consumer advocate for what seems like more than 100 years. Now, first off, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is an agency of the United States government responsible for consumer protection uh, in the financial services sector. Now, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau's jurisdiction includes banks, credit unions, securities firms, 
payday lenders, mortgage servicing operations, foreclosure relief services, debt collectors, and other financial companies operating in the United States. The Bureau's creation was authorized by the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act, whose passage in 2010 was a legislative response to the financial crisis of the 2007-2008 financial services crisis and the subsequent Great Recession. And it was brought about after Congress investigated and found that some of the unethical and even illegal tactics uh, being used on consumers actually led to the crisis. Now, the Bureau's status as an independent agency has been challenged in court and upheld by the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit in bank. That means the whole um, the whole bank uh, branch or group of, of ju- judges that sit on that circuit. It's appeal court. And it is now before the Supreme Court of the United States in an appeal from the Ninth Circuit. And again, the Ninth Circuit is the western half of the United States for the most part, including Alaska and Hawaii and California, where this is broadcasting from. So, again, we really need to focus on this particular agency, again, it monitors and supervises banks uh, and credit unions and other financial institutions, each of whom and each of which we as consumers of these products much attend in order to fund our households. Now, notwithstanding the fact that this particular agency has returned billion in ill-gotten gains from financial institutions over the course of its short lifespan. It's been around less than 10 years. It is facing an existential threat to its very well-being because a a challenger of uh, a subpoena uh, to provide information, a law firm out here in California, uh, has broached the subject of how the um, agency was constituted, uh, that is to say it has a single-headed uh, director, and um, some on the Supreme Court already have made statements that they do not think that that's constitutionally uh, 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 kosher. And so the ent- entity might find itself going out of business uh, in the not-too-distant future. So that's what I want to focus on today. I want to give you an update of what the arguments were uh, in the Supreme Court, because one of the uh, sources uh, for my presentation today was actually a transcript of the uh, Supreme Court arguments. Um, And it's funny. I don't mean funny. Ha ha. Uh, It's funny that the agency is not defending itself. So the Supreme Court had to appoint counsel to defend the, uh, the uh, institution, which is very strange. It's very strange for someone who's being sued, who has valid defenses to not execute on those defenses and to basically throw in the towel. And that's what has happened. And so uh, Justice Sotomayor uh, appointed a conservative um, law firm 
to represent the interests of the agency. So I, I, I think that should give you some indication of uh, perhaps uh, it's like when someone throws in the towel in a boxing match. <laughs> you just surrender to your opponent or just stand there and, and, and take, a, take a beating. And uh, that's what's so interesting about this particular case. It has such a vital role in our economy. Small business people especially need to have access to uh, lenders. And if there's not an entity to make sure that those lenders are treating them properly, they're going to fail. So when we come back, we're going to continue this topic, but we're going to take a short break. Now back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law as we continue our discussion on today's topic, the who, what, and why of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and what you should know about the future fate of this agency whose goal, sole goal, is to protect us all from the overreach by some financial institutions and others that we depend on day in and day out to fund our households and our small businesses. Now, this is especially the case in light of the oral argument before the Supreme Court about the constitutionality of its founding and its management structure that was heard this past Tuesday, March 3rd, 2020, in the case of CELA Law LLC versus the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, Supreme Court of the United States case number 19-7. Now, at the top of the show, I listed some of the sources uh, and articles and publications I researched for today's presentation, and I urge you all to read them and anything else you can get your hands on or lay your hands on to educate yourselves and your families about this very important topic. Because, again, without access to the credit and capital made available by financial institutions or also those institutions where we store our savings and our investments for our children's education, to buy our homes, start businesses, and most importantly for our own retirements, unless there's some kind of watchdog agency to make sure that we're not being taken advantage of, we all are going to find ourselves up that proverbial creek without a paddle. That's my opinion. But for now, I will share an article that I believe provides a good summary of the various points of view um, on this very important matter without being too legally geeky and put you all to sleep, including your feet. And it is an article published in Quartz on March 3rd, 2020, and it was written by Ephraim Leveney, who's a senior reporter on law and politics for Quartz, uh, uh, an online publication. And it's entitled, Been There, Done That, Brett Kavanaugh Does Not Approve of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. It was published again uh, this past Tuesday, March 3rd, 2020. And uh, according to Mr. Levini, today the United States Supreme Court is hearing arguments about the self-harming Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. And by self-harming, he means... <laughs> It's not protecting itself in the lawsuit, which should be a clue that something kinky or hinky is going on. 
Those are my comments. Ironically, let's get back into what the article says. Ironically, the agency that protects Americans from predatory lenders now needs help. It has a friend of the court assigned to advocate on its behalf, having been abandoned by its own director in a Supreme Court legal challenge that could unravel a decade of the Bureau's work. Now, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is the brainchild of Massachusetts Senator and former Democratic presidential hopeful Elizabeth Warren. It was created by the 2010 Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act. Under that law, the agency's director is appointed for a five-year term and can only be removed by the president for cause. That is to say, not because uh, the individual does something wrong, but because um, being for cause means that they have to do something wrong and not be at the whim of the president. Now, this single director's fixed term is meant to ensure that the bureau's chief can act on behalf of consumers and somewhat insulated from political concerns. Indeed, during its decade or so of existence, the agency has collected billions of dollars and shut down numerous scams. But one such effort went awry perhaps terribly awry, depending on how the high court rules ultimately. The agency's leadership structure is being challenged by uh, a law firm that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau was investigating, and things don't look great for the Bureau's design to protect the people. Not only is the agency siding with the challengers against its own self, but one of its justices who will decide the case, that is to say Justice Brett Kavanaugh, has already made it abundantly clear that he's no fan of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. The right to say you're fired. CLA Law is a California-based law firm involved in consumer debt cases that was under the investigation by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. It challenged the agency's leadership structure in court in 2017. The firm argues that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is unconstitutionally composed because its director's fixed five-year term, allowing only removal for cause, violates the Constitution's separation of power requirement. The Dodd-Frank reform passed by Congress, which was ultimately created the the Bureau, uh, robbed the president of power granted by the Constitution to fire any officer for whatever reason or none at all it contends. The Trump administration agrees with this view, perhaps unsurprisingly, given the high turnover rate of the, and the president's pension for saying you're fired, a catchphrase from his reality TV show days. The commander in chief is not shy about firing people, and it appears his administration believes it an executive's constitutional right. Now, under the current director, uh, Kathy Carringer, who was appointed by President Trump in 2018, the agency has decided to side with the law firm, Celia Law, that it was investigating for doing wrong on the merits. 
Thus, Justice Elena Kagan appointed a lawyer who stands for the Orphaned Bureau before the Supreme Court. Somewhat counterintuitively, she chose Paul Clement, who last argued his 100th uh, high court case representing a company seeking to build a pipeline under the Appalachian Trail. A partner at the law firm Kirkland & Ellis, former Solicitor General under George W. Bush, and a longtime champion of conservative causes, Clement's defense of the Consumer Bureau puts him at odds, at least in this case, with groups such as the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and others that have questioned the power of the Consumer Financial Protections uh, Director. But according to Amy Howe of the SCOTUS Prague, and again, SCOTUS stands for the Supreme Court of the United States, In her blog, she states that Clements is a strategic choice, someone conservatives can't easily dismiss, and appointing him may have been a very depolarizing way, ideologically, to diffuse the matter. Conservatives don't like the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and progressives like Warren, who created it, do. But conservatives and businesses do like Clements, and he's considered a talented advocate. So he'll zealously represent the agency progressive uh, as their champion. So I'm going to put a pin in it there. Lawyers who take on cases have a moral duty and a legal obligation to zealously represent their clients, even if they do not believe in what the client is doing offline. So that's why perhaps this was a a very uh, fortuitous and very strategic choice. Now, back into the article. The orphan agency faces another serious challenge, though. Clement must convince Justice, Associate Justice Kavanaugh, that Justice Kavanaugh is himself wrong. For you see, back in 2016, before uh, Associate Justice Kavanaugh was appointed to the Supreme Court by President Trump, he wrote that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, uh, this is when he was a judge on the D.C. Circuit, he wrote against it. And it was a case called PHH Corporation versus CFPB. Similar issues arose when a mortgage lender challenged the agency, and Associate Justice Kavanaugh, then Judge Kavanaugh, framed the case creatively, finding that the single director fixed term structure to be an assault on individual liberties. Essentially, he transformed the president's removal power into a kind of power for the people that was needed for checking aggressive federal government actions. Agencies, Associate Justice Kavanaugh complained, are the fourth branch of government created by Congress and not the Constitution, and one that goes unchecked threatens personal freedom. Only the existence of agencies with many directors serving at the pleasure of the president guarantees the American people their liberty from overreaching governmental bureaus as opposed to overreaching uh, financial industry uh, uh, entities, according to 
then Judge Kavanaugh. And he stated, because the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is an independent agency created by a single director and not a multi-member commission, the director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau possesses more unilateral authority, that is, authority to take actions of his own and without any check or balance. This, again, according to Chief Justice Kavanaugh. Now, ultimately, counsel for the meek but audacious Consumer Financial Protection Bureau under this current administration, siding with its own challenger against itself, will cite Judge Kavanaugh's Supreme Court case to himself. So that's something to think about as we wait for the decision that will be delivered sometime this summer. So I'm going to leave it there for now, but always in closing, I like to say here at Selwyn's Law, we want to stay on the right side of the laws, especially laws that protect our finances. Take care. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the Law Office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. 